Welcome to episode 5 of Don't Call Us Heroes. Brought to you by the Windy City Dice Boys. Let's get right into the recap. Admiral Soul Drinker, I will be your guide for this recap. Please be careful. Using animal friendship. Oh, I'm sorry. Apparently, you weren't paying attention last time. We don't have time for these jabronis. It's time to check in with another group of adventurers that, you know, for story purposes, might run into each other eventually. All right, cheers, you guys. Hello. All right, everybody, welcome to the second ever recording session. Yay! Uh, Why don't you guys introduce yourselves, since it's not the flagship three. <laughs> Alright, my name is Kyle, and I'm going to be playing the character of Careless Opossum. He is a level one warlock. Uh, everybody, my name is John Brown, and my character is a level one Kato. <laughs> it's Koto. Now Kato. Kato. It's a fucking cat. It's in the name. I'm going to insist that I'm right and all of you are racist. <laughs> okay, yeah, I only just created the world. I'm the racist. <laughs> anyway, the character that I have, his name is Seb, but that is short for Benedict Sebastian McClurg III, also known as Cat Daddy Seb. But that's your performer name. Depends on the area that I'm in. I mean, some people, you know, like, they don't necessarily like us, uh, Malkoto. Kato. <laughs> I created the race, John. You can't get mad at me. Oh, speaking of race, that should actually, uh, be mentioned. My character is a drow, also known as a dark elf. And to most people, they're under the impression that we've been extinct for thousands of years, not knowing that there have been secret enclaves under the ground, which is where I come from. <laughs> We're uh, actually Kyle, I think you should actually, like... Get, like, real close to the tip of that mic. Like, just start blowing the mic. Okay. For a second, I thought you were giving you production notes, and then you... I was giving you production notes, and then I made it weird. I've I've been up since 3.55 in the morning. Man, I'm highly suggestible in this state. That's very true. And for the audience, it's uh, 8 o'clock now. So that is a really long time. Anyhow, let's go do some D&D. Sean, DM, go. Starting off, you guys are outside the city of Liberecco. You're actually going along a dusty trail on the desert side of the city's entrance. You're in a little kind of covered wagon kind of thing. You hitched a ride with some of the other Malkatos. No relation to you, John, but they're, um, you hitched a ride to go into the city. There are a bunch of traders, and you're in the back just kind of relaxing as you kind of... With the other Malkato. I'm Malkato. Not, I'm not relaxing. I'm hiding under a sheet. I'm not really a big fan of this whole sun thing yet. You people in the overworld live... There's a screaming ball of fire 
above you at all times. It's horrifying. Okay. Which makes it easier for me to smuggle him amongst my brethren. <laughs> you have a potato sack. <laughs> okay, fine. You're in a potato sack. I'm not strong enough to carry you on my back, man. What are you driving me? That just sounds awful for you. <laughs> I feel like I should treat it's fine. you more. Like you're most, my partner. Most, like, once we get out of the wagon, I'll put my hood up. We'll be fine. Okay. So, you're you're with, like, a, a merchant family. There's a father that's on the front that's uh, kind of just controlling uh, the beast of burden. That's actually... it's It, it kind of looks like a chameleon, but it has the proportions of a cow. And it's just kind of just, like, kind of shuffling along. That's fun. Yeah. Good, hard-working chameleon boy. Yeah, too bad so he's going to be in the forest. Where? No, uh, we're, we're in the desert. No, we're in the yeah, desert. You're, you're just maybe ten minutes away from actually getting to the city walls. And, you know, how, how this world is, is especially in the human areas, it's all city-states. So you got the big city of Liberaco. There's some outside towns that are loosely associated with it. But if you go much farther than that, it's just like Wild West. Um, anybody can do what they want. Nobody has the money or forces to really police anything. You know, it's pretty much protect the stronghold, and hopefully that farmer on the outskirts okay. You guys are in the covered wagon um, as it's uh, kind of bouncing up. I already told you about the father up front. There's also... Uh, there's there's two uh, there's two of his daughters in the back. One is a uh, kind of like a you know kind of teenagery girl that like wants nothing to do with you guys. She actually thinks uh, it was her idea for me to get in the sack. Not. But up bump but up bump. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then there's the little girl, like she's the equivalent of a eight year old human child. That just keeps on poking the sack, going, What do you got in there? 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 The hissing, burning lump of meta, molten metal that I that is magically attached to my wrist silently whispers for me to hurt her. What do you got in there? What do you got in there? What do you got in there, mister? What do you got in there? What do you got in there? Uh, she, she keeps poking me, but I, my cat instincts take over and just like, just slightly annoy and try the my damnedest to drown her out. She just keeps it's... on poking. What do you got in there? What do you got in there? What do you got in there? I got nothing to do. What do you got in there? What do you got in there? What do you got in there? Daddy, if you don't stop her, I'm going to I'm going to summon the nightmarish demons that live inside of me. <laughs> yes. Yes, Mr. Sad? Darling, do you know what happens to bad little boys and girls? Bad? Uh, no. Well, nothing good happens, and I can tell you that every little bad boy and girl has been met with that ultimate demise, and that every one of their limbs has been ripped off their precious bodies, and the heads are kept and sent as a warning for all the other awful little boys and girls. That's what's in this sack. She starts tearing up and crying and runs to the front of the of the wagon. The teenage daughter goes, Great, you father's gonna be pissed now that Callie is uh crying. You're the only witness in this. I didn't tell her a thing. Be cool, kid. Ten more minutes and we're out of your hair. Wait, who are you talking to? The the, the teenage girl. You're, You're in a sack. 
Yeah, but the teenage girl knows I'm in there. Does she? This is most. Yeah, that's what Kyle said. And okay, we're playing off that. And she goes, You two just need to stop, alright? Just be cool. Just be cool. And. I'm cool. You're, you're the one who's not cool. I. God, you're so lame. <laughs> anyway, Seb. Yes. What are you guys? What are you guys doing once you uh, part ways? <sighs> <laughs> well, I don't know. We've always taken wherever the road takes us. So, but I've always wanted to slap at the base in a band. <laughs> <laughs> Considering you have a loot with a knife in it, something tells me slapping the base is a really in the future, man. You hear the father yell from the front, Frijola, tell that other cat to stop scaring my daughter. Yes, sir. She goes, don't call me Frijola. <laughs> I'm trying to be rebellious. Good for you, kid. Keep it up. I flicker her gold coin. You're in a sack. Mm -hmm. Well, it bounces off inside the sack and hits you in the forehead. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> She rolls her eyes and goes, I've had fun. <laughs> she goes, Seb, can you give me another hit of that dragon weed before my uh, dad stops? Wait, where's your little sister? She's up front with my, oh, with my dad. Okay, good. Alright, fine. Uh, sure. One for you, one for me. She goes, thank you kindly. As she starts uh, taking a puff on the hastily rolled um, joints of Definitely not real world weed. Too late to ask if I actually had a pipe. I guess it would be a joy. Okay, sure. No, well, we can wreck on it. You can have a pipe. Alright, cool. You, you gotta tell me, you gotta tell, I, describe it and tell the design. I offer free polo my handcrafted pipe, which is a long stemmed wooden pipe with a serpentine creature going up the length of the stem and ultimately meeting up at the top where I have to French kiss it in order to take a hit. Shit. <laughs> You're gonna smoke out of it, Kyle. There's... Oh, I'm sorry. The careless opossum. Careless. Yeah, and you can just call me careless, but, you know, we're, we're also doing a fair bit of metagaming here, so yeah, the real world we can drop characters just to discuss things as human beings. Mm -hmm. Did you want to try some of this poutine, by the way? It has a powerful aroma. Yeah, true, but... No, no, I'm not, I, do you want to smell it? I'll smell it. Yes, and I don't know if I mentioned this Whoa. earlier. Whoa, God. We are drinking in this game, just like last recording, so you will notice the steady decline. Uh, I, I started, bud, so I'm pretty much, pretty much going to be straight lines. I'm already gone. <laughs> yeah, well, I noticed in previous recordings you can easily chart my tra trajectory downward. Yeah, true. Yeah, no, it's, it's a straight line right up to the deep valley. Now, let we are approaching the town. Yes, you get up, you get up close to the gates. As you hear, um, you guys can't see it since you're inside the wagon, but you hear a human voice say, "Halt! State your business." As you hear the father say, "We are just merchants traveling. We are here just to uh, sell our wares." And they go. <laughs> What do you have to sell? Catnip? Oh, that's racist. <laughs> yeah, you actually you actually hear uh, Frijola kind of make like a subtle hiss at the sound of that. 
as the father goes, no, 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 we, we merely want to sell our grains and various salted meats in market. You hear the human go, all right, I'm going to check the back first, make sure you, uh, you're not doing anything illegal. As you see... Profiling. Said, for the love of God, sit on me and play your loot. <laughs> if they find me, they're gonna think I'm a monster. I know. Just uh, okay. Fine. You, you, you have you have enough time to do one action before the human is at the entrance of the back. Okay. All right. Fine. I want to distract him with a song. So I take out my loot. So um, I take out my gun. <laughs> <laughs> and I start. Uh, I strum my loot. But ding. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. You see, <laughs> an extreme... What is love? <laughs> I don't remember the rest of the words. <laughs> yeah, because you shifted into the hustle Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever. That is, cl- that is clearly followed under fair use parody bullshit. Probably. I don't Because tonally, it was way different than the original. Anyway, so as you're doing that, the human, which is an extremely portly, red-faced guard that looks like... He looks like he's overworked. He looks like he doesn't care. He's just looking to... He just looks like a piece of shit kind of like guy <laughs> that's... <laughs> don't fashion the guard. I'm just describing his physical appearance. He looks like a piece of shit. He looks so, like so that. He looks like a Bud Light vendor at Wrigley Field, is what you're saying. Hot dogs. <laughs> Hot dogs. I, I mean, now, Kyle, I think that's fat shaming. <laughs> well, no, we're referencing a big Refer- guy he looks shaming like, another big guy. He looks yeah. like a security guard that would bust you for having a little baggie of weed in high school. When, you know, the rich kids are smoking, or snorting coke in the back of the stairs. Okay. That's the kind of caliber of person you're dealing with, just with chain mail and a helm. Okay. All right, cool. How did he like the song? <laughs> I give you my love, but you don't care. He goes, shut up, cat. Damn it! <laughs> he goes, what's back here? Love. Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. I'm going to need you to step out. <laughs> <laughs> as he st- as he uh, he like gestures for you to step out of the. Sorry, careless. I had to go all the way on that. <laughs> <laughs> I just whispered. I just whispered from the sec. I respect your commitment to the arts. <laughs> <laughs> While you step out of the covered wagon, and the guard is distracted. Uh, before that, I slowly, uh, with my tail, I untie the knot at the top of. Uh, Careless's sack, just in case. Okay. I, I limber up my fingers. Okay, well, while you're doing that, Frihola um, uses the sack to... She sits where you were and uses the sack to, like, as a footrest, so it looks a little less conspicuous. Okay. As you feel her her feet rest on your shoulders. You okay with that car? I mean, I'll, I'll tolerate it for now. The second we get inside, like... Privacy. I'm gonna smack that kid though. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you're and gonna sometimes... you're gonna smack the little girl? She is a teenager. She is an adult, and she knows what she's doing. No, hey, she, she the... knows a extinct warlock is laying in a sack, about to be busted by the popo, and she shouldn't press her luck. All right. Yeah, that well, is, you know, even though she is diminishing his position. Yo soy desperado. Shut up. 
now. <laughs> okay, so he goes. You've been uh, you've been indulging in any illegal activities, sir? Uh, define illegal activities. Mind altering. I uh, no, not at the moment. He goes. All right, get back in. Okay. Employee. Freehola. Freehola takes her legs off the bag and goes back to her seat uh, now that you come back in. Okay. The guard goes, all right, just don't cause any trouble while you're in here. Not and he walks all, away. sir. Not at all. I don't know what's going on right now, but I am willing to cooperate. He goes, I don't like your tone. My tone, sir? Yes, I don't like your tone. I'm sorry that that's your opinion. I'm sorry I, that you feel that way. I, I slip my hand out of the sack and give his tail a yank. To yeah. to <laughs> Reel it back in, buddy. Uh, sorry. Sorry, sir. Sorry. He goes, just remember where you are. And he walks away. <laughs> Shit stain in the middle of the desert. <laughs> no, this is actually like a major capital city on the island. Big shit stain in the middle of the desert. <laughs> Fair enough. Like um, Burbank. <laughs> Take that, Burbank. <laughs> John Brown's coming for you. Uh, oh, um, really quick, John. Before we get too intoxicated. Nice. Classy. Rock and roll. We're in the town. Rock, 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 rock. Rock and roll high school. <laughs> All right, now that we're done with that, um, you hear the guards say, All right, open it up. As you as as you hear large wooden and metal gates open in front, as you feel the carriage uh, the wagon start to move, and you quickly see that you're inside the walls now. The large, the large, almost adobe-like walls with red and black metal and wooden doors that close behind as soon as you're in. I mean, these are. These are huge, maybe 30 feet tall. And now you guys are in Liberecco, one of the most free human cities in uh, the former human empire. It's cool that they're free. How do these humans feel about other races? Um, I mean, it's one of the cities that has the highest other races to humans ratio. Okay, okay, cool. So, I mean, so it's other like than Austin, Texas of our fiction. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to put it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so, um, so you guys travel for a couple more minutes, and then the wagon comes to the stop, and you hear um, you hear the father kind of jump off and goes, "All right, Seb, this is uh this is it. This is where we're stopping. Thank you so much, sir, for taking me this far. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. Not a problem." In this crazy world, people need to act kindly to each other. You might be right. If you need anything, you know, you remember my name, Treats? You remember, uh... Nah, I'm gonna pick a different name for that. Yeah, not yeah. Treats. <laughs> that in and of itself seems kind of racist. <laughs> might as well call him Whiskers. No! Okay, <laughs> yeah. if you need anything, my name's Ojim. Ojim? Ojim. Thank you so much, Ojim. I really appreciate it again. Thank you so much. Not a problem. And I hope uh, he pets gently his youngest daughter's head. I hope she wasn't too annoying on the travel. I know she's a little curious. Oh, no. Not at all. Not at all. 
and then I slowly look towards the youngest daughter and go across my neck with my thumb. <laughs> you see Frijola giggle yeah. a little bit as she sees exactly what you did. In- inside, I wink at her. Inside my sack, I utter, I utter a curse. You should not rub a pancun. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not for you to know. That's drought speak. And for us to find out. Anyway, next week. Yeah, so uh, this is it. This is the whole episode. Good night, everybody. <laughs> um, okay. So he goes, all right, girls, let's load this stuff up. We got to load it back in so we can get paid to the general store. As they both go, ah. As you start seeing them carry, like, other bags that aren't yours off the wagon and into the general store. Okay. And I'm, I'm telling you, like, your character. Grab him, grab the sack, drag me off the wagon. Dude, done know him in there. Kyle, you, you, you can talk, all right? They're, they're, I don't... We can always cut the I'm instruction. New, I'm new yeah. to this, okay? Get my ass off the wagon before they load me onto the beef jerky cart. All right, all right. So I'm going to... I take the sack, which contains my good friend. You hear the father go, Make sure to grab the jerky next, girls! <laughs> <laughs> the jerky? The jerky! The, he, he, it said he had a cart full of salt and meats, if I remember right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Cool. Uh, I can't help but take, like, two or three strips of jerky. All right, write it down. Well, actually, do sleight of hand. Yeah. Uh, so sleight of tail. Yeah, you take three slices of, like, the really good jerky. <laughs> that's the kind that's made out of horse. <laughs> Horses? They're extinct in this world. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. There's horses. Well, I'm, I mean, we, we did. No, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's T-Rex jerky. Either way, I can't, I love salted meat. Okay. Well, write down that it's T-Rex jerky, because that's going to be pricey later on. Okay. Yeah, there are dinosaurs, but they're mostly in the half, uh, the halfling lands (laughs) up north. Stupid hobbits. (laughs) That's, that, that's racist. You can't call them that. I can call them whatever I want. (laughs) What are they going to do about it? Stand by shins? I mean, I don't want to give away country, but... Either or. Now, so... So you you guys are free. I mean, you got... Is 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 the cart in the distance now? Well, it depends. Are you, are you just dragging him down the street? Well, he pulled me off, and then I imagine the cart probably pulled away, right? No, no, they're, they're parked in front of the general store. They're unloading stuff to, okay, uh, to cool. bring there. Whatever. He uncinched the knot on the sack. So I, I shuffle out... It's, I'm, I'm stiff from a couple hours of travel. Flip my hood up. My skin is incredibly sensitive to the sun. But... Yeah, I, I forgot to tell you. Um, uh, I'm, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, this may be important to you yeah, later right on. Right. Drow also have what's called sunlight sensitivity. So when in sunlight, and I'll say you're okay as long as your hood is up, um, you have disadvantage on attack rolls... As well as perception checks. What the, the shit, man? That's a pretty severe disability. Well, then do shit at night. What do you want? Uh, yeah, but you tell that after he made a considerable move in the sun. Well, no, I, my considerable move was getting up. My move is going to be as we walk away, turning to Frijola and yelling, I never paid you, and then sprinting around the corner. She looks confused, going, I never asked for payment. I knew you were in there the whole time. Seb, 
You said she you said she wanted five gold. What were you gonna do with the five gold, Seb? <laughs> it, look, so you remember like that she wanted some dragon weed? Right. Yeah, well also she said that I could she knew like a really cute guy in town that she'd hooked me up with and so you I get, bought you were, drugs you were going to s- a little bit of catnip was involved. Uh, you were going to uh, uh, take five gold from your best friend for a little bit of tail. Ha-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is that I was totally willing to pay you back. I just needed the money up front, and then I put the other five gold back in your purse. That's why you think you should be paying, but I, I already took it. And then paint back. I'm gonna process. I'm gonna process this emotionally over the course of several episodes. So I think you should just keep moving. <laughs> do you, you want to roll an insight check to see if he's full of shit? No, no, I know he's full of shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So where are you guys? Where are you guys off to next? I mean, there's shops. There's there's uh, the main bar that's uh, not too far from you guys. I think we should get. We should have a drink and strategize. As long as we're in town, especially that'll be our opportunity to see all the sleaze bags and, you know, try and make connections in this new place. We might be able to draw with a little bit of work. Maybe. We go to the tavern. Okay. You actually have your choice of two, and they're on opposite ends of the... There's one known as Chitina's Place. Really? Yes. <laughs> and there's <laughs> one known... joke audience, trust me, you don't want to know. Well, if you're from Chicago, you probably... Have an idea no, no, it, it, it's so niche at this point. Let's not justify it. Okay, <laughs> fine. Um, but there's also um, a place called the Liberecco Lounge. Okay, yeah, I mean, at least in the trade we ply, you know, luring people in with John, uh, with Seb's delightful music and then robbing them in back alleys, I think Chitina's might be a little bit more up our alley. Speaking of which, are there any dark... What are what are the entrances and exits looking like? Well, um, do, a per, do a perception check. Both of you. Twelve. Ten. Twelve. Ten. I mean... That's yeah, not good. Wait, I think I have extras on that for perception. Only for smell. Oh, yeah. I'm going to smell. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to smell. Hmm, smells like a fire exit. Okay, then then roll roll again. Sorry. Because you have advantage. Fifteen. Okay. You only see, you guys only see, like, the front entrance. It's, uh, it's kind of shitty with a door that's, like, the paint's peeling off it, and it looks like one too many fists have come across the front of it in rage. God damn it, beans. But <laughs> nobody's going to get that. There's, you can edit it. In, in our <laughs> fictional world, there's a mythical ogre named Beans that That's wanders around true. punching No, things. Beans has to be involved in every single fictional project that me and Kyle Well, are I've talked to Beans about being a voice actor for uh, one of the NPCs, but he's going to get back to me on that. Did he just mutter something awful and fall asleep? No, he was sober for this. Oh, nice. Mm. Um, for the reference, Beans is my cousin. And he's so much more than that. <laughs> no, he's cousin. That's what else could he be? The, the way he's you a said, mythological person who was born 
you know, just to destroy. I like stories. <laughs> now, okay. no, no, God. this this is the, me to burn things. Entirely different episode, Sean. The, the sad thing is, this is the second recording uh, episode that in the first episode uh, session, uh, first re- uh, this is the second recording session where Most in the first episode there's been a Simpsons reference. I feel like we're of the generation, and our listeners are probably going to be of the generation, where, like, Vintage Simpsons references right up their fucking alley. Yeah, I guess. I guess I'm just mad because, you know, I was denied The Simpsons for so long growing up. Well, we both were. Yes. And, (laughs) I mean, yeah, uh, we should also probably broach that topic at some point, that me and Sean are, in fact, brothers, Sean being the elder. But, um, we... Yeah, our parents just protected the shit out of us TV-wise. No Simpsons, no King of the Hills, but we watched the shit out of Celebrity Deathmatch, which... Oh my god, you're right, we did. Yeah, Mom and Dad loved Celebrity Deathmatch. They watched that right along with us. Oh my god. Oh, and... We also saw a fair clip of South Park for some reason. Do you, do you remember uh, the Duckman uh, series? We watched that with them, and god, that was... I love Duckman. No, Duckman was... It was ahead of its time. If it came out today, it would still be like it would be on like season season seven. I should see if they have that. Man, we got way off. They do it. have it on DVD. I have the first season. You do, and you never told me. I got it for Christmas. You son of a bitch. You were there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back on track. <laughs> we were talking about Duckman. Duckman. Now let's get back. We go into Chatinas, please. Chatinas. 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 I saunter right up to the bar in my heavily shadowed hood and just say, what'll one gold get me? Uh, wait, one gold? I mean, one gold. I mean, gold is all I have. If you want to break it down metrically, fine. But I only have, I'm basically walking into a dive bar with only 50s in my wallet. Okay. The bartender goes, holy shit, one gold? Oh my god, what do you want? Ooh, okay, cool. We can take advantage of that. I want she so is, much warm milk. Just so much warm milk. Will John ever get his glass of warm milk? What will happen to this nice family of Maokato? Will Kyle ever see Duckman? Tune in next time for all these questions and more in the next exciting episode of Don't Call Us Heroes. But really quick, here's a quick message from John that you need to hear. Hello everyone, I am John Brown, and I'm here to tell you about some exciting new projects coming your way soon. January 1st, 2019 marks the release date of the brand new webcomic series, Dime Store Heroes. With the writing talents of my friend and cohort Kyle McNulty, Dime Store Heroes tells the story of four unsavory gents as they are bestowed with superhuman abilities in a city that is slowly going insane. Towing the line between the superhero and the supervillain, join our main characters every Tuesday as they figure out how best to use their abilities and, try as they might, become the people that they need to be. You'll be able to find Dime Store Heroes on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr starting January 1st. And if you're a fan, you can go to theartistjohnbrown.com, that's J-O-N, to find more artwork and to read some more of our fun stories. Check the links in the description. And hey... Thank you so much. It's because of people like you that allows people like me to do what we love. This was episode five 
of Don't Call Us Heroes, A Cat and His Sack. Thank you to Jesus Gonzalez for music, and please check him out in the description below. As always, thank you to John Brown, who always does an amazing job on artwork. Any questions, comments, or just want to see what's going on with our heroes, check out our website, Twitter, or Facebook in the description below, and we will see you next time.